2: Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 20th. It is six minutes after 10. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And let's start off this hour by talking about Kyle Hupfer. So the Indiana Republican Party chairman is looking to move up by running for the number two spot at the Republican National Committee. He wants to be the co-chairman. So what's the difference between the chairperson and the co-chairperson?
1: you're subservient to the chairman. It's kind of like me with you. You're the chairman of this radio show and I'm the co-chairman. <laughs> mm-hmm. So exactly I like that, that provides some perspective. Okay. Um, so look, here's the deal. Kyle Hupfer, under his leadership, the Indiana Republican Party has done a couple of things very well they have grown government they have grown the cost of government and they have raised your taxes and yes they have maintained super majorities and all the statewide offices and of course they basically have axed the statewide office they they had trouble winning which was the superintendent of education they were basically like well we'll just make it so you can't vote on that anymore so Kyle Hupfer, in a weird way, running to be a national party figurehead, mm-hmm. is exactly what the Republicans nationally have become. Maybe, maybe Kyle Hupfer is the perfect guy is for the Is the job. perfect guy because the Indiana Republican Party is the party of big government, big taxes, big spending. Look, look at the, look at the Holcomb's little press dealio he did the other day. What's he focused on? Well, I must figure out a way to get teachers more money? Mm -hmm. Well, what about nurses? What about cops? What about firefighters? What about dentists? What about plumbers? What about carpenters? What about filling any profession? Nope. Nope. We must figure out how to get teachers teachers. more money. Hey, what about the looming property tax crisis that's about to affect every homeowner in this state because of a very flawed, horrific assessment process? Nope. Don't have anything for you there, but teacher pay. We're going to make sure that's who the Republicans are, $120 million new dollars for, for public health. Is that going to fix public health? Don't know. Going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. What about us? Nope, nothing for you. Kyle Hupfer is Eric Holcomb. They are the same guy, and in a weird way, in a world where Kevin McCarthy and, and Mitch McConnell call the shots, Kyle is a perfect guy to lead the National Republican Party. This is why I'm essentially just done with these people.
2: Okay, well, he said, I served as an officer for the RNC. I'm familiar with how it works and a broad swath of the party. I think I can help out. And they're going to choose the chair and the co-chair at the winter meeting, which happens in late January. He said, uh, Republicans need to look at things differently to grow the party nationally. And he said, our voters are getting older and we've got to find ways to connect with diverse and younger Americans and message to them why the Republican Party is good for the country.
1: So I was thinking about this yesterday because one of the things in this quote that really stood out to me is something that I ran into with government all the time, especially in local government, is to a guy like Kyle Hupfer, Mm -hmm. the idea of the party, like they almost see the party as a person, right? The party is not a person. The party is a makeup of a group of people, and to a guy like Kyle Hupfer, the party, the entity is the most important thing. It doesn't matter what principles get compromised. It doesn't matter whether you adhere to the party platform. It doesn't matter whether you follow through on what you've told people you are going to do. What matters to a Kyle Hupfer, to an Eric Holcomb, to the establishment wing of the Republican Party, both here in Indiana and across this nation, is that the party itself as an entity, an entity as numbers, is Strong. It's the same thing I used to run into with local government all the time. And when I used to fight with these bureaucrats, whether it was a town manager or a planning director or whatever, where the idea of the town, in my case, it could be a city, whatever, as an entity. They were concerned with the entity itself rather than the people in the entity. And here's a great example of this. They always wanted to raise the water and sewer rates, which the clowns who took up took control after me have done a phenomenal job because, well, For the entity, it was better to continue to use resources on things like excessive parks programs or whatever versus taking the money and putting it into the utility. Well, because for the entity to grow, it's better to use the money for the the parks and these various other programs, and then the people should just pay more. Well, but we don't serve. We're not supposed to serve the entity because the entity isn't real. The entity isn't a thing. The town doesn't breathe. It doesn't have a heartbeat. It, you know. But to, to these people, whether it's political parties or it's government, the entity and protecting and growing the entity rather than the people in the entity is always the most important thing.
2: Okay, so he's got a couple opponents. One is Drew McKissick, who's a chairman of the South Carolina Republican Party and then also North Carolina, Michael Watley.
1: So if- I would vote for a piece of roast beef over Kyle Hupfer.
2: Well, if he were to win this, does he have to step down as the Indiana Republican well, well,
1: chair? Oh, I would assume he would want to do that. But let me let me say, I mean, Kevin laughed like if it were literally like if you were a string of roast beef that fell off the slicer at Arby's versus Kyle Hupfer, I would vote for the string of roast beef that fell off the slicer at Arby's over this guy. I am so sick. I'm so sick of these guys. And they just keep getting more and more and more powerful because
2: conservatives keep rolling over and playing dead. Does he have to get along with the chairperson? Are they working in tandem together? Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 right. And and Ronna McDaniel, and then this is another great example. Ronna McDaniel, who has been horrific, who has just lost. Ronna McDaniel is also the perfect person to be the chairperson because, well, what she do? She loses. That's all she does since she's been in there. Lose, 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 lose. And spend a lot of money doing it. And she's going to be reelected. And Mitch McConnell, who's a loser, is going to be elected. And Kevin McCarthy, who's a loser, is going to be reelected. So in this batch of losers, Kyle Hupfer would fit right in.
2: (laughs) You're listening to The Kendall and KC Show on 93 WIBC. All right. Tell me your story. You went out and saw a concert. Yes.
1: Thursday night, Mm -hmm. friend of the show, Joel Smallbone of Four King and Country, invited Mm -hmm. me to their concert.
2: And they were at gamebridge right? Gainbridge.
1: Yeah. And I got to admit, like before there, the, we get all these emails all the time about interview this person or mm-hmm. interview that person.
2: Most of the time they're authors. You, or, right.
1: Yeah. And, and so I, I got an email from one of their PR people and said, you know, this mega Grammy winning Christian group, whatever. And so I called Micah and I was like. Are these guys? Who are these guys? Yeah, are these guys? He's like, oh, they're a really big deal. You should interview them. They have a huge following. So, okay, it might be good for our show, whatever. And then you start looking into these guys and you Mm -hmm. realize, well, clearly I am the one who's totally out of the loop because For King and Country is a gigantic group and they have all sorts of Grammys and have sold, you know, all these albums and something. And man, what are they going to do? Like cut Gainbridge in half? You know, how big can the. They basically sold out Gainbridge. Now, they had Gainbridge set up where it probably had be 13, I would guess 13. Between twelve and thirteen thousand seats, They have the back thing roped off as sure. m- most concerts do. Yeah,
2: back of the stage. Their show was incredible. Yeah, like it's like it Cir- looked like it.
1: It's like Cirque du Soleil for Christian for contemporary Christian music, mm-hmm. and these guys were just. I mean, just incredible. The music was incredible, the stage performance, whatever. And they were very nice. They hooked us up with some tickets. And then afterwards, Joel said, hey, come down and say hi. I'd like to thank you for having us on the show. And it's nice that I'm getting the respect I totally deserve for this very powerful <laughs> media outlet. And uh, so we we were waiting around on the floor after the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it took them, whatever, 20, 30 minutes to, by the time they got down and whatever. And so we're just sitting around there and we're talking to the security guard. And These guys—they're tearing the stage down. So I asked the security guy. I Said, "Are these local people who tear this this down?" He said, "Yeah, the the people here are a local union that tear it down. Mm -hmm. But the equipment is all theirs, and they and they load it on the truck and they take it with them, just like the Jackson Brown song, right?" Mm -hmm.
2: And so you're talking about loadout.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, And by the way, they almost always on modern radio. They always place the stay portion of that, Mm -hmm. but not the loadout portion, which is the best portion. Of the song. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Kevin's laughing because he knows it's right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So, so anyway, we're sitting there, you know, it's been 15, 20 minutes, and these guys with yellow jumpsuits Mm -hmm. just show up in mass with like brooms Mm -hmm. and mops. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's the deal with these guys? He said, they're local inmates. Oh. That they let out at the end of every event at Gainbridge, for the most part, and they mop up and, like, clean the floor. Oh, wow. So there's all this, you know, they throw confetti, and it's supposed to be sure. snow and all these things. Somebody's got to clean it up. And it's like, you just let inmates just roam around here amongst us, you know, uh-huh. the regulars, and I guess so, because they were pushing the brooms and mopping the floors, and uh, they were there long after we were gone. Yeah. Yeah. And you weren't worried? You were all good? Well, here's what I figured. I you figured, were
2: surrounded by security?
1: You are no, okay? Well, I mean, these guys didn't have guns. Right. It was, I mean, I mean, I'm saying the security guy didn't have a gun. Let's say that inmate had one, and I, I wish I'd gotten clarification whether they were from the jail mm-hmm. or that they were prison mm-hmm. inmates. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, one guy's m- wipe, marching by with the broom. And, mm-hmm. not, you know, I don't notice people's appearances. Mm-hmm. But this person did strike me as someone who was probably not out ringing a bell at the local salvation army and was not in <laughs> jail or prison or whatever it was mm-hmm. for doing too much kindness mm-hmm. and I thought what is to stop this guy from breaking that broom in half and just shoving it right through my stomach
2: yeah there's nothing
1: i'm walking right past this person but apparently these it must be low level non-violent <laughs> white collar crime uh, well i don't this person didn't exactly look like a person no. who was an, an accountant shall mm. we say and they, but they all seemed to get along, and I saw no violence, and an episode of Oz didn't break out. And well,
2: they're doing their part, then. I, this
1: just blew my mind, and it seems, I guess, if the prisoners are behaving, this is mm-hmm. a good use of resources. Was the concert good? Oh, it was great. It was phenomenal. Um... I mean, it wasn't like Bruce Springsteen great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What is? But, but I mean, honest.
1: uh, It was great. I can now totally see why people are into for King and Country and Mm -hmm. enjoy it. And the crazy thing was then we were at the Walmart the next day. Mm -hmm. That's such a Hoosier thing. I called it the Walmart. We were at the Walmart (laughs) the next day and one of their songs was playing, you know, because they're playing Christmas music at Walmart. Mm -hmm. It's like, there it is. There it is. And I, so I get it now.
2: Now you're open to a whole new,
1: it was, uh, it was world incredible. Music. And I was most impressed by the fact that they let people who are on the wrong side of the law mm-hmm.
2: clean, clean up, the,
1: clean up the joint afterwards.
2: Yeah. Well, somebody's got to do yeah. it. All right. It is 17 minutes after 10. This is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC.
1: I can't, I can't hear whatever music we're playing. So that's great
2: oh it's a really really great bruce springsteen song
1: yeah sure it is mm-hmm. kevin would not make the mistake we're just of gonna
2: keep kevin. jamming to it you're missing it what man. is it yeah let's just let it's, this one go yeah, for a let while. The, this is a great choice kevin
1: wait, wait a second
2: well, Rob, uh, should, rob's, should we, rob's headphones aren't working right now so he can only hear our voices he can't hear this awesome song that we're playing should
1: i can i just make a plea for help here because <laughs> apparently does anybody work here anymore does anyone work Says here That's the anymore? guy who's been on vacation I have to for take the days.
2: Yeah.
1: I tried not to take the
2: days. I know. So w- I,
1: my headphones are not working. Mm-hmm. Kevin's headphones are also having the same problem, but Kevin is not a prima donna like me, so he's toughing it out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And my problem is, and if anyone from Urban One in engineering of any sort can hear me, uh, please send immediate help to mm-hmm. the. Uh, WIBC on air studio. By the way, I just got a, uh, an incident has been opened. Oh, great. An incident has been opened on my, my behalf. I don't need it open. I just need somebody to come in here. and see yeah, Studio fix 412. The headphones. What does that mean? An incident. So I sent an email mm-hmm. because Kevin sent an email and didn't get a response. So I sent an email and copied like nine people <laughs> and I got a generic response, not from any human, but an incident has been opened on my behalf. So uh, I it, just,
2: w- it was working fine yesterday when Brad was here. Well, but it makes me feel better that Kevin is having the
1: same issue, so I don't mm-hmm. feel nearly as bad as though maybe my headphones are broken or something. It appears to be some sort of electrical issue, which probably is easily fixable.
2: Mm-hmm. If anyone were here, <laughs> it wasn't Bruce Springsteen. Okay, just so you know, was it like something terrible? Is it like Taylor Swift? And see, it was Bachman Turner Overdrive. Oh. You haven't seen nothing yet.
1: Okay. BTO. Yeah. It's, it's a song that everyone I really loves. like to hear the bumper music.
2: <laughs> I know you do. It's 22 minutes after 10. It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Are you still able to talk? Can we still? Can yeah, you... my voice is working fine. Okay. They haven't stolen
1: that from me yet. <laughs> They've stolen my dignity, my pride,
2: my fortune, my ability to hear the show. But, but not your voice. That's, no, it's still good. That's all that matters to our listeners. Okay. So let's talk about this poll that this Harvard Harris poll, independent voters doubt President Biden's mental fitness and they believe he's too old to be president. No kidding! <laughs> no kidding! 64% of independents say that uh, they don't know if he's got it. He's got the mental prowess to be president. 79% of Republicans, 27% of Democrats. Overall, 58% said uh, they're questioning his mental ability.
1: Um. So 58% overall, as you said, Hmm. If, okay, this should be the test, right? Like, if you were to take away the name Joe Biden and you were to just, like, play audio of various Biden pressers, announcements, whatever, mm-hmm. and then describe the symptoms of the man, you would ask the person, oh, good, one of our engineers uh, is in the office today.
2: Perfect. Great. Um, <laughs> Maybe at noon they'll come fix this for you. <laughs> um
1: the, uh, the, the, if you were to describe the symptoms of Joe Biden and say, should this person live on his own? Mm-hmm. Like, live on his own, mm-hmm. much less run in a country of 330 million plus people.
2: You're talking about the guy who can't exit a stage Right, properly, no, absolutely. Falling off I, I just,
1: I, I challenge people, uh, I'm thanking the engineer. <laughs> Sorry for all the mean things I said about you guys not being here. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes you gotta get tough with people, Casey.
2: I know. I hear you. And our
1: engineering staff does a great job. It's just, I just need them to be here. They're phenomenal. They're the best.
2: Their help is on the way. Did
1: you know, and I'm just putting them over big time now. Did you know, you know why the Colts have one of the best broadcasts? Sure, the team stinks. Mm -hmm. But you know why they have one of the best broadcasts in the entire country? Why is that? Because of our engineering team. Mm -hmm. You know, those guys, Mm -hmm. boy, they sure put in the effort. And they're just outstanding. They did an awesome job at Radio Theater. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Anyway. Back to the point. Biden. You wouldn't let the guy live on his own, Mm -hmm. much less run a country. Mm -hmm. Why is this okay?
2: So people were asked, do you think Joe Biden is showing to be too old to be president, or do you think he's showing to be fit to be president? Well, (laughs) no, majority of people, 72% said, no, he's too old.
1: Well, too old would be one of them. Too feeble. Mm -hmm. Too not knowing where he's at. Uh, to, Kevin, we have this, and this is going to be hard for me to do, but it'll it'll fit in here in the, where is this, this audio of Biden that we have of him saying that he's been to Iraq. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 945. It's in the 945 segment. Uh, we're clearly way off our template here today. But we have the uh, audio of Biden claiming that he's been to Iraq mm-hmm. and Afghanistan. Right. He said when, he's
2: been there twice as president.
1: When in reality, we don't, he's never been to either one. Do we have that audio? Okay, take a listen. I can't hear it. And
3: do you know... Uh... Um, I think that there's a, I've been in and out, not as uh, obviously combatant, but in and out of Afghanistan, Iraq, and his areas 38, 39 times, as, not as president, only twice as president, but from the time I was a senator, but particularly when I was vice president.
2: Okay, so if you've been to Afghanistan or Iraq, you'd probably remember that, right? It's
1: not like, have you been to Reelsville, Indiana? I don't know. Maybe I went through Reelsville. Have you been to New Harmony, Indiana? I don't know. Maybe I passed through there once. Mm -hmm. You'd think you would know if you'd been to Iraq or Afghanistan, especially since your choices let the country fall apart and got 13 Americans killed in the Mm -hmm. case of Afghanistan.
2: Yeah, he said he's been there twice. As president, which he hasn't. You know how many times he's been to the southern border? Zero. Yeah, that's yeah. that's correct. It's the Kennell and Casey Show on 93WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to
3: your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
2: The House January 6th committee voted yesterday to re- recommend that the Justice Department pursue a batch of criminal charges against Donald Trump for his role in the January 6th events. You're listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93 W.I.B.C. You doing okay now?
1: I'm fine. Ken and staff from mm-hmm. the engineering department rushed in here, and they told me it will uh, they will not be able to get to it until noon, because I think it's a thing that involves dismantling stuff. So it's fine. I can hear out of one ear, which is okay. As Nathan Hale famously said, my only regret is I have but one life to give for my mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. So in this case, my only regret is I have but one life to give for my radio mm-hmm. show. So as long as you're thing is fine.
2: I I can hear perfectly. Kevin and I will suffer. You guys are working at 50%, huh? We did
1: not have the voicemails queued up, though, because we weren't sure they were in here doing things, Mm -hmm. so we're going to probably get to voicemails next Hour, Okay.
2: But there's a lot of pressing
1: news to get to. Yeah, we
2: can talk about that. Like about the House committee saying that uh, they're going to send the DOJ a, ba- a batch of criminal charges against Donald Trump. Okay, so these are just referrals. Yes. And it doesn't necessarily mean anything is going to happen. It, it, that will be up to the DOJ to decide. It's like when you're... Uh, when your
1: regular doctor refers you, say, to like a dermatologist, mm-hmm. it's an insurance thing. You got to get the referral. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. The doctor is just saying somebody else really needs to take a look at this. Now, obviously, these clowns desperately want this guy to be tried, convicted, drawn, quartered, mm-hmm. whatever, because they are total lunatics. Uh, but it will be interesting. Seeing as how Garland has already given, Garland, the attorney general, Merrick Garland, has already given up, essentially, the right to prosecute, saying he can't be fair, to a special prosecutor, Mm -hmm. basically...
2: Who was supposed to be unbiased yeah oh, even though
1: his wife is a giganto Democrat mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, and he's probably probably just doesn't care about politics at all probably his wife is a gigantic Democrat Democrat donor and filmmaker and he's probably just just a straight arrow there probably super fair uh, he'll get to decide uh, based on this
2: okay so Trump was the first president in history to be impeached twice now he's also the first president to be formally referred by Congress for potential prosecution this was a 150 54-page executive summary, and they said that he was unlawful, and it was premeditated. You know who that sounds like talking. That sounds like Liz Cheney.
1: Yes, so we actually have some audio of Liz Cheney. Uh, now, I would like to point out, and you, you look, you know me, Casey. I'm a total team player here, and I want what's best for the country, but I would like to point out mm-hmm. that there is probably something, I don't know, a little hypocritical about a woman who who cheerleaded her uh, corrupt, horrible father as he pushed and uh, adopted public policy that got tens of thousands of innocent American men and women killed, maimed, permanently mentally scarred. I don't know, if I were a person who had been cheerleading those sort of policies, I'm not sure I'd be sitting in judgment of anyone. But uh, Liz Cheney, well, not gonna let that stop her because Donald Trump, well, he's really
2: bad. No man who would behave that way at that moment in time can ever serve in any position of authority in our nation again. He is unfit for any office. The committee recognizes that our work has only begun. It's only the initial step in addressing President Trump's effort to remain in office illegally. Prosecutors are considering the implications of the conduct that we describe in our report. So she says that he's unfit for office and she also went on to say that among the most shameful findings uh-huh. was that he was watching TV. Oh. On January. 6th. Is that illegal? Is that now illegal to watch television? It's shameful, Oh, according to Liz Cheney. Yes. Uh, but remember the tweet that Donald Trump did send out where he said, I'm asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful, no yes. violence. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're the party of law and order. Mm-hmm. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Yes, I remember that. They didn't now make- I can see it again since Elon Musk let him back on Twitter.
2: Right. It, they didn't mention that in the findings. Um, by the way, has Mike Pence answered
1: the question where Whether he thinks Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes,
2: has <laughs> he, he answered that question? Has he been asked that question?
1: Well, I mean, because you know, if you if you say they said it's so ridiculous to, you know, whatever phrase they use, uh, what do what they overturn democracy or whatever the cause is yours? I mean, because let's face it, this was about people objecting to elections in certain states, legislators from certain states objecting to how votes were counted, tabulated, conducted, approved, whatever, in certain states. And so if, and this is really what this is all about, if Mike Pence believes that Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes, then he did his job and and we're done here. And and I wish Mike Pence the best of luck running for president in a Republican primary on the idea that Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes. I think that'd be a phenomenal campaign strategy. And I would have the utmost respect for Mike Pence because he would be publicly saying, "I think Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes." If on the other hand, you don't believe that Joe Biden got 81 million legal votes and you believe there were enough illegal votes cast in states to alter the outcome of the election, then it is Mike Pence who did not do his job in Mm. terms of him certifying an election in which he believes Mm -hmm. that there were enough fraudulent or illegal votes cast that would alter the outcome of the election. So we get focused on Trump a lot I'd really like to know, because Mike Pence was ultimately the guy in charge that day, what he thinks, and he just hasn't really answered that question yet.
2: Well, the ultimate goal of this committee and Liz Cheney is to keep Donald Trump from running again. And that's the whole point. She said he should never be able to serve again. Sure,
1: absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And we've said this on the show many times, that the best thing for the Republican Party would be to move on from Donald Trump, but not because of this, because Donald Trump didn't do anything wrong on january 6th he held a rally which he's allowed to do he spoke peacefully which he's allowed to do when some people behaved irresponsibly he told those people to everyone to go home and Mm -hmm. to disperse Mm -hmm. he was not at the front of the crowd with a bayonet yelling charge and by the way we've gone to the ends of the earth on this january 6th thing and we have done nothing we've not lifted a damn finger for what happened in portland with Eric Holcomb's close personal friend Malik Muhammad Mm -hmm. Seattle Chicago New York Indianapolis nothing and far more people died there was far more damage far more destruction far more businesses whatever in all of those cities than there were in the capital on January 6th and not a finger from these people because they don't actually care about you or making this country better.
2: Okay, so the DOJ has a lot on their hands right now. They don't have to take up the referrals. But Camry Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, says that January 6th was the worst attack on democracy since the Civil War.
3: Uh, we've been very clear from the beginning that what we saw on January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. And uh, the president has been very clear. Our democracy continues and remains under threat.
1: The only person who died on January 6th was a protester who was assassinated Ashley Babbitt. It's the only person who died on January 6th because of January 6th. There were no police officers killed, unlike in, say, Missouri, David Dorn, ring a bell to anyone? Unlike uh, you know, say Portland, where Eric Holcomb's good, po- close personal friend, very noble Malik Muhammad, who he let r- write the police reform bill, is now you know sitting in jail for ten years for throwing Molotov cocktails at police officers. That that didn't that didn't happen on January sixth. Far more destruction happened. F- pick your favorite major metropolitan city, any of them, mm-hmm. and you will find more death, destruction loss of life, calamity that happened in all these places night after night after night after night, and they don't care at all. No. The, the, the idea that you would say that this is like in any way, shape, form, or fashion comparative to the Civil War, in which it was so dangerous that capital security was opening doors for people going right this way. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's photographs of it. It's right. all over. There's video of it. They told the people, S- come on in right this way. Why are you a bad guy for obeying capital security? Right this way. Step on up. What, what what would you do?
2: Yeah, that was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. Did she forget about 9-11? How about Pearl Harbor? The,
1: the, the people who broke the law on January 6th, mm-hmm should be and have been. Clearly, they've dug and dug and dug and dug to the ends of the earth. They know everybody that was there. Remember that poor lady who ran for school board in mm-hmm. Avon, who didn't do anything wrong, was never tried, was never charged, was never investigated. Just she in was, the vicinity. She was 400 yards away from the mm-hmm. Capitol, and they made it out in that Avon school board race like she had a, a pitchfork and a lantern and was kicking over Nancy Pelosi's desk. They know every person that was there, every person has been thoroughly investigated, and unlike in Indianapolis, where Malik Muhammad got a free pass from Eric Holcomb to go to Portland and try to kill cops. Those people have been dealt with who broke the law as they should have been. This is all wholly ridiculous because the Democrats and Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are pathetic people.
2: I'm curious as to what else they're going to try and do to Trump. I mean, is he going to get a library still? Will he retain his diplomatic passport? Is he still going to get lifetime health insurance? Is he still going to have a driver and a security? Will, be allowed, will he be allowed to have a state funeral when that day comes?
1: All right. When we come back, Hammer is going to join us via phone because mm-hmm. he's done work. He's also done working for the year. And I have uh, <laughs> some very important questions to ask okay. Jason Hammer.
2: All right. We'll get to it coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's
3: audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
0: What in the world is
2: this? no, it's, uh,
1: dropkick Murphy. Dropkick
2: oh, Murphy's There we go. Sure. Shipping off to
1: Boston. Speaking of a guy like a dropkick, Jason Hammer.
2: <laughs> He's on the phone. It's the Kendall and Casey show on ninety-three WIBC at ten forty-seven.
1: Uh, Hammer, you told me something yesterday that just totally blew me away, and I don't believe it's true. I don't understand how, in the modern era of streaming and reruns and everything, it's it, this could be a thing, but it is. You told me you have never seen an episode of The Office.
3: That is correct. I have not seen an episode of the English version or the British version, whatever you want to call it. Neither one. Mm-hmm. I have never sat through one full episode of the office. Why
1: Like why aren't you I mean it's clearly it's a show that it's not like some obscure show that uh, seven people watched and had a cult following. It is a huge show. It lives on in various forms of syndication. Aren't you remotely curious to go maybe I would really like this show?
3: I have nothing against the office I haven't you know boycotted it it's not like I'm not watching it on purpose It's just for me to invest my valuable time, Rob, in a program, um, I just don't know if I can make that kind of commitment right now. Because when it first came on the air, you gotta think about where I was at in my life and the debaucherous things that I was doing. There was no time for the office. And now in syndication, I'm so set in my ways that if I'm turning on a show for background noise or to go to sleep on or whatever, I've I've got my programs. So I just I haven't got around to it. I'm not against it, but one I don't have the time and two
2: it sounds like a lot of work. 9 seasons. That would be quite a commitment.
3: Well,
1: it would, but it's also you can really only watch about the we we're talking about this during the break. You can really watch the first 5 mm-hmm. and then you're not really missing much after that. Because it
2: jumped the shark. It's just
1: something you had to do after season five if you had already invested uh, invested the time. That, that, just, that just blew me away. Now, is your wife the same way? Has she ever seen it?
3: Um, she may have seen a couple episodes, but it's not a go-to in our house. Now, this may come as a surprise to you. The TV viewing habits of the coupon lady and myself are vastly different. Not the same. Uh, <laughs> not the same um, she if she's turning on a background show like if she's just going to sleep and she's got the TV on because we're you know people that go to sleep with the TV on with a million fans going but that's a different story Um <laughs> She will have like the Golden Girls or the Big Bang Theory on. Those are her go to shows for when she goes to sleep. I, on the other hand, I usually go to sleep watching some late West Coast sporting event that I've got some degenerate yeah. money riding on.
1: Um,. You and I had a conversation with Nigel. He was still awake in our text thread the other night. <laughs> and, and, uh, I
3: just—it was six thirty p.m. We were surprised.
1: I just there was one the other day where it dawned on me after about three hours that it maybe it was the Colts game. I think it was during the Colts game. You and I had been texting for like three straight hours, and Nigel had not responded <laughs> to absolutely anything. Um, that you, how did this go? Nigel posted a photo. With Brent Waltz, who used to be a former Indiana State Senator. They were doing some charity event, and this was from like 2013. And Nigel asked me, he said, Rob, whatever happened to this guy? And I said, well, I think he's currently in federal prison, and <laughs> Nigel laughed about it. And I said, "No, I, I think the guy is in federal prison because he got, he had an issue with accepting, I think, what they said were illegal straw donations from casino executives, and ultimately, I think he pled guilty and is in federal prison."
3: And this—you Spartan- mean the casino executives <laughs> were not forthright guys, Rob? I'm shocked. <laughs> and so
1: uh, and I think it's federal prison. I don't think it's state prison. He um anyway, and I think he's still there. He got like a 6 month sentence and it's, you know, a fairly low you know profile deal. I don't think he's in there with you know the the cast of Oz or whatever, but um you and I got on a conversation with Nige about have you ever how many felons have you had your photo taken <laughs> with? And you, I believe have had your photo taken with two felons.
3: Right. Now, the first one is absolutely 100%. We had to do research on a couple of these guys. And this is kind of where our text threads go down the rabbit hole here. <laughs> I have my photo
2: with at least two yeah. felons. Now, these the were, first one, this is before they so, were felons, right? Well, no, yes, no, yes, yes, no, for, no.
1: You're One of those felons has been a felon for a long time when you got a photo with him.
2: Oh.
3: Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, so, the first one is Pete Rose. Uh, I got a photo of Pete Rose out in Vegas a couple years ago because Pete Rose is always in Vegas because he 100 percent totally did not bet on baseball. Uh, it was at the uh, the Mandalay Bay and like he signs autographs all the time. And you know, I had had a good day before. I was I had some winnings on me. And it's like you know what, I'm going to pay Pete 100 bucks. To sign a baseball, take a picture with me, you know, like that's fine. He's brought me a lot of joy in my life as a baseball fan, and God bless him, I think Pete needs a hundred bucks did he, so, did he did he I did he sign that.
1: your did he sign your ball? I'm sorry, I bet on baseball
3: no, 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 he just signed it uh Pete Rose, he wrote down the number of hits that he had okay. and You know that was it because there used to be a time Uh, where you could
1: pay him a premium and he would write i'm sorry i bet on baseball on your photo or whatever you had him sign but i i guess he may not need the money that bad anymore
3: (laughs) no he just signed his name he wrote the number of hits and i sat there and talked to him for like five minutes there wasn't many people (laughs) you know in line uh Talked about Indianapolis, and he he doesn't like four sixty five in Indianapolis because he thinks it's just a big circle that you can never get off of. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know you know why he
1: knows he knows about Indianapolis is because his brother lives over here, and for years his brother, I think Dave, for some reason I think his name was Dave, worked at the Pit Stop restaurant in Brownsburg, and used to spoon the scrambled eggs at the breakfast buffet on uh, on weekend mornings at the Pit Stop in Brownsburg. And
2: that's who Rob has his picture with.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, and you had, a, you had another uh, felon that you were photographed
3: with. Yeah, so the second one's way more gross. Uh, this was down at the Super Bowl. Where, it was the second Super Bowl the Colts went to, the one where they played the Saints, the one where they lost. Subway was having a big like a sponsor party oh, no. and I was at the Subway party and I got a photo with Jared Fogle oh. Uh, so then... So if I ever run for public office, you know damn well that's going to be the photo that they use out <laughs> there. In <all> the negative <laughs> and, and by the way, Casey, you'll love this. So Hammer, when
1: he told us, you know, I've had my photo, because I, I don't think Hammer realized Rose had been convicted of a felony. So initially said, yeah, I've had my photo with one felon. Can you guys guess? Want to guess who Nigel threw out there? Hmm,
3: OJ Simpson. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well there's a reason because i've been in the same place as oj i just didn't get a picture when we went to aruba a number of years ago uh the juice was down there like having breakfast and hanging out and just an array of hot young white chicks all wanting to get a picture with oj no Mm. way totally people want to get their photo with oj simpson oh dude you would have thought that like justin timberlake was sitting down for breakfast (laughs) I'm curious about the Jared Aruba is like George Clooney
2: here. I'm curious about the Jared photo. Was that your idea or his idea? Well, I mean,
3: it was. I think everybody's like he was taking sponsor pictures with everybody, and mm-hmm. I was working at a different radio station at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, "Hey, why don't you guys get in a picture with Jared?" All right, fine. You know, mm-hmm. we got a picture. You know, waving. They're holding up the sign that says. Whatever Subway's ad campaign is at the time, mm-hmm. but yeah, that that picture lives on. Now I am
1: I am confused on whether I've ever had my photo with the felon because uh, we we still haven't gotten clarification. I got my photo with Jake the Snake Roberts when he was in studio with you guys. I think I was filling in that day for Nigel. Imagine that Nigel wasn't at work. And uh, <laughs> but I, but I, while he's had serious accusations, and I think he's even pled guilty maybe to some stuff. I've not been able to find anything that said these were felonies, Hammer, so I don't know if indeed I've had a, a photo. So if someone is a Jake the Snake Roberts fan, if they could clarify if indeed there has been a felony conviction, let me know. Otherwise, I I think I'm out. I don't think I ever have. No.
3: No
2: picks, He's huh? had some
3: major cocaine-like things. Yeah. So I would have to think that that's got to be a felony. But you're right. I've tried looking up everything using all the resources. We can't get a definitive answer if it was enough coke to warrant a felony. Mm.
1: So if somebody is a Jake the Snake fan and can clarify to us whether he's actually been convicted of a felony, otherwise I think I'm felon photo free.
2: Now, Hammer and I have both met the same felon, but I didn't have my picture taken with him. Pete
1: Rose or... J- or uh, Jared
2: from Jared Subway. Jared from Subway, yeah. Yeah, did an interview with him and he tried to steal my phone. Hammer, enjoy, enjoy your time off. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a good one. It's the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning.